Good evening and welcome to Slam the Gavel, the show that tells it all regarding family court, other court issues, as well as CPS. I am your host, Marianne Petrie. I have a return guest. I have Amy Palacios on, as well as her friend, Lisa. Amy Palacios was last on the show, season three, episode 147. Now, the background is both these women are healthcare providers, and they are being extorted from family court to pay their abusive exes. And what's happening is the victims are paying these abusers in family court, which is an extension of domestic violence. And I know a lot of people don't realize the courts can be corrupt, but this one in particular, and this is in Cabarrus County. Hi, Amy. Yes. Am I right? <laughs> I'm in Cabarrus County in North Carolina. Mm-hmm. And I'm in Oklahoma. Okay. This is terrible. So tell me what's going on. Yeah. Um, Amy, you want? You can start. You can start. So it's it's always like um, they try to make it look like it's a custody thing. And they leave out all the information, whereas, like, I gave him joint custody the whole time. And I never, like, hey, I want uh, sole custody. And I came to Oklahoma um, with already divorce degree on my hand, finalized from another state. And um, but he withheld a child from me for every day. I say, hey, when can I see her next? And it take, like. Two months later, he still hasn't let me see her because he's like three times my size. And, mm-hmm. you know, I can't fight him. And I called a cop to help. I'm like, look, I have joint custody and unhampered time. Can you help me? You know, and they say, no, they couldn't. Please go get a lawyer. And I'm like, Ugh. so I, I I just tried again. And then I think like two, three times I call and every time they don't help, Um and they don't even look at the degree and they just like um, go ask, get a lawyer. And that was a mistake that I followed their instruction, you know, but I couldn't, I should have just hired some big guy, beat him up and say, I'm just kidding. But like, <laughs> like, you never know. Like once you hire a lawyer, they let you down this rabbit hole and they don't really help. So before I had her all the time and we have witnesses, you know, um, all these years, I took care of both of them. Cause he he was sick and disabled and um, have like uh, social security disability couldn't work, so I took care of both of them, and here mm-hmm. I am having to go to hire a lawyer and um, after the hearing, I don't know what my lawyer said. I just it turned out because uh, we don't have a set schedule, mm-hmm. so he now have every other week. Like he, he got rewarded for kidnapping. I mean, with for withholding a child. And I didn't wow. know about, you know, parental, uh, uh, what you call those? Alienation. Parental, yes. Or or like you prevent someone from seeing the kid, you're going to lose custody. I didn't know that. Well, my lawyer didn't tell me. Custodial interference. Yes, yes. And I didn't know. And I was just like innocent. And I'm like, huh? Why? And then she's like, well, it's just a temporary order. You know, it'll be okay. And I thought Tamari means, okay, we'll have a hearing next two, in two weeks. We'll, we'll get somebody, you know, witness on the stand. Well, Tamari turned out to be like four, five years. 
And um, all this time is abuse after abuse, you know, I, I keep on telling the lawyer, like, why does he get to not do any homework, uh, skipping schools, and then I have to do all the homework during my week, like 100% and catch up and I'm so tired, I'm working full time and I have to like, do mm -hmm. homework with her, catching up every other week. And, and, you know, all these other abuses that I, I didn't want to mention here, but mm -hmm. like, go into sexual grooming and mm -hmm. um and and um physical abuse and emotional abuse um medical neglect dental neglect mm -hmm. uh and uh child endangering you know like driving a kid with no car seat or unrestrained or because he doesn't believe in seat belt <laughs> mm -hmm. and, and you know he doesn't believe in shots either and so and lies after lies and the school, you know, know about it and and the school, you know, start recognizing it too. And yes, and all that. And still, you know, they were doing anything and they keep on telling me to come in. I was innocent. I didn't know the legal system was um, was uh deceptive and, and against you. So they, they keep on telling me to come in and sit down and talk to him. And I'm like, okay. So I brought in evidence, I talked to the lawyers. And I'm like, why am I keep on talking to you? And like, nothing happened. Like, why are we not in court? And they keep on sending bills after bills. <laughs> and uh, one guy, this, so the first lawyer retired. And then the second one, like $20,000 bill in the end. I'm like, and I'm like, are you going to file some motion? Like, do something? Because mm -hmm. why but am I, I keep, like, you're not my therapist. Like, I'm not, you're, you're not a judge. And I keep on presenting. You keep on telling me to keep your, all your evidence, keep all your, all your evidence, document everything. That's all they say, right? Mm -hmm. and I feel mm -hmm. like it's a complaining session. I'm not one of those that like to complain. I, I'm like, I don't need to complain. Right. You have the evidence. Right. They charge you like $20,000 a month just to have a lawyer and they absolutely do nothing. Mm -hmm. Oh, it wasn't a month. It was like, a, I forgot a couple months here, but they were like two, $300, uh, um, two, three to three fifty, sometimes up to 500 an hour here uh, in Oklahoma. It can run around there, you know? And so three, uh, three fifty was the highest I had to pay uh, after some discounts. But mm -hmm. yes, it's insane. And then like five, uh, and CBS, someone keep on calling CBS. I found out like on him, uh, and then they finally called me in, and and I was surprised. And I'm like, because I didn't know about CBS, mm -mm. <laughs> so I was like, oh, okay. So um, they told me, well, there's five people ahead called, five people already oh. and it's uh, the fifth one and they call from different states because he driver and sent my truck and people saw him like why is this old man by you know my daughter um and my daughter apparently disclosed that like um uh, he brought her to it sold like some old men swimming around her that was naked or whatever oh no and so i was accused instead of like hey your child is this you should have the kids uh and while we investigate well they made me feel like uh scared because they're like your failure to protect your dad and i'm like i don't even live in the same house every other week how am i failure to protect well they accuse me and i freak out you know and i'm like oh. um, so i had to tell the higher lawyer you know instead of like what why can I just represent it? I didn't know, right? And so they have to accuse the the innocent mom. Um, I had to hire a lawyer at the end of that case, eighteen thousand dollar bill, and I'm the innocent one. 
like just a bystander this is sitting in there and that's oh. I, they're trying to make me pay my abuser's lawyer bill of like almost sixteen thousand dollars and he was in jail for beating me up and they want me to pay his lawyer bill that is crazy and uh did uh did they order it already or yes I have a court order that says that Jay mm-hmm. White that I'm supposed to pay it to Jay White and then pay him seventy thousand dollars. My second ex husband Brad Urban that was in jail for two convictions of criminal assault on a female. He also has uh, been on the news for or had a whole article about how he beat up a police officer. He mm-hmm. was walking around the jail naked. Um, at, in in 2019 and um painting the walls with fl- poop the floors with poop there's a whole entire report and then he broke the sprinkler systems in the jail acting crazy i mean they couldn't even you know handle wow. him and that's another felony charge but yeah he's he's around allowed to be around the kids he does have supervised visitation with his parents but it's kind of like i have a complete joint custody order with the parents the parents have my kids every other week and my younger two. I have sole custody. It says I have sole custody, mm-hmm. but, um, but, and he has supervised visitation overnights, but he still can drive them during the day. Somebody that has, you know, had these high speed police chases, been, you know, chased down by the police, had multiple like high speed car acts, I mean, car things and mm-hmm. um even before I knew him I didn't even know about all that stuff but um part of like the bipolar diagnosis mm-hmm. and you don't know at any point that he could just flip and start drinking drugging and driving off with my kids somewhere and he only has the supervised overnights so there he's allowed to pick them up from school every other week which is you know terrifying for me because mm-hmm. uh, I mean honestly he it it, w- it would be night and day like on a Tuesday, he would be acting normal. On a Thursday, he's dragging me across the house, beating me up, trying to kill me. So it would, his, his flipping is very extreme and very quickly. Oh yes. And my kids can't protect themselves. And also, Amy, you have a judge's order that you don't have to pay child support. I had a judge order for the first ex-husband. So the first ex-husband, Matthew Bledsoe, and the second ex-husband, Brad Urban, they're working together with the same crooked lawyer, Jay White, who is over everything. He's over DSS child support. He's over DSS child welfare. He's over the school board. He's over, um, he was recently over the county. He just got taken off the county. So he was the county attorney. He was filtering all the complaints from the bar up until like about a month ago um, for Cabarrus County. So Uh, everything that was going like he he was getting it ended. So everything that I was complaining to the bar um, about him was just not even being heard. And then I, so once I was told that I reopened the bar complaint and the people called me from the bar last week, like who was Amy Palacios? Like they didn't even know who I was. Well, my email changed within the middle of my 18 months of bar complaint. Amy, Amy urban email was completely full it wouldn't even work. It was just completely full. And so I changed my email to Amy Palacios and I got married. And I mean, I've been married for over a year and a half. So I'm still sending the same caseworker all the, you know, all the evidence, all the 
uh, everything that you have to send, you know, as you see more things that the, ju- at the as the you see more things that the um, lawyer does wrong, mm-hmm. will come to find out they were acting like I was a total different person. Like Amy Palacios wasn't Amy Urban. And like, they just, oh, they comp- they closed the case. You didn't have any more complaints. And I'm like, I continued to have complaints. Like it never stopped. I never stopped. He's still doing it. I'm, re- I'm sending you another thing where he just got uh, another order for me to pay child support to my first ex-husband, which is extortion. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I have a temporary kidnapping order essentially because I have a guardian at litem from a fake same kind of thing made up that I was the one abusive to get my kids kidnapped first when he found out I was engaged he took two of them and then when he found out I was about to get married he took the other two and then I never had a hearing never once did I have a hearing to defend myself for any of it and they um like you said having a lawyer was worse because they didn't that they just make a decision. They say, oh, we're not even going to have a hearing. This is what's going to be done to you while we decide what's going on. You can have supervised visitation and um, and whatever it was like. And I had sole custody of my younger two kids, you know, every other week of the middle two of the other two. And then the other two I'm having supervised visitation with. It doesn't make any sense. No. Like just because they're trying to manipulate, attack harass and and Lynn has a similar story now and so you know we're just calling like a 911 call for justice because our attack is very similar we're both providers we're both medical providers Mm -hmm. um but they changed our income like my Mm -hmm. they use my income from this child inflated it they inflated it they inflate and they deflate theirs and then you know, you're, you're even, you know, have a small child at home that you've been at home with and not having an income where my income was completely changed because I, I, I went from three buildings to one and I had three buildings for a short period of time uh, for the period of time in 2021, because we knew we were going to be losing another doctor. So mm-hmm. there was no reason for us to hire another nurse practitioner. So I just toughed it out and, and had like a yes, higher, so they use the highest work. income that you have, and then they multiply that highest one on yes. top with a fluke one month, right? And then they multiply yours. Mm-hmm. Well, they should have used the average of yours three years, or or the average of one year, you know. And they don't they don't follow the guideline of the child. Well, the guidelines right? even says the last three paychecks or the last yeah. two paychecks. Mm-hmm. So you can't the last three months before I had that made the exact same as him, exact same as him. Mm-hmm. Okay. And when, when he, uh, we go into court, they're saying I'm making double or triple what he's making. And it's not even true. And I asked, they said, um, I had, you know, consult with a lawyer and they said, they have to give you his paychecks. They have to give you everything that he has. They can't, if you request it, they have to give it to you. I asked in open court and they refused the judge on a stand judge Cloniger said, I, nope, I don't have to let you like, I don't have to let you see his paychecks. You have to um, subpoena them. I said, well, how do you know, how do I subpoena them without a judge? Like, how do I, I'm not a lawyer. I can't subpoena them before the thing when you're already subpoenaed to give them. Okay. We're already subpoenaed to give them. He has my checks in front of him sitting with the DSS child social work person. Right. Mm -hmm. And I'm not, I don't even have DSS. DSS has never taken my kids. 
I've never had any kind of like they they couldn't even create stuff enough to, you know, like they're doing to you or like they're doing to everybody else, because mm-hmm. I was already on these social media platforms exposing it all. I mean, because this mm-hmm. has been going on for me for 14 years. OK, mm-hmm. so that this is like the well, your kids are, are older. Your kids are older, too. And so they couldn't put like words into the kid's mouth, you know, or pretend or or like. They couldn't brainwash your kid while they couldn't. Oh, they do. They do. So they they said my kids. I will kill your mom if you're going to. Yep. They say the same stuff to them. They say the same stuff. Yeah. Oh, my. It's worse when they're older because when they're older, they actually, the more the the abuser attacks you, attacks you, attacks you, your kid will actually start attacking you like the abuser. Mm-hmm. And so I went to domestic violence classes mm-hmm. for, you know, I had to, I was court ordered to go to domestic 12 weeks of domestic violence classes, not my abuser, not Matthew Bledsoe. And I was in this uh-huh. class with all these women that I was the only one that had custody of my kids and the other people, I literally, the one lady was put into the ICU beaten almost to uh-huh. death by her husband and her son that was a teenager used a baseball bat on her. Oh. So these kids that you, that you, uh, you groomed, you're the one that took care of, you're the one that did everything for them. You're the one that gave them discipline. You're the one that did everything for them. Like they are the, they can turn on you in a heartbeat with these abusers because they don't fear you. They fear them. So they will and, turn and, on and you I in think a heartbeat. I, I feel like uh, the, when they grow up, you know, um, I, I, they, it's like they being abused so much that they, um, they have to let it out you know that anger that uh, that resentment that hate and, and they don't know how to let it out mm-hmm. only on you know innocent people kind people uh, or their mom because they know their mom not gonna get mad at them right so that's that's mm-hmm. the, the psychology behind it is when people being abused they turn out to be abusive mm-hmm. um, and, and and they will attack whoever near nearest to them just to to feel in control because the whole their whole life they couldn't be in control and right. and, and i feel like that's how that's why they did it and uh, my daughter you know used to attempt to do that once too like i noticed a pattern when she come back mm-hmm. and um, and i had to put a boundary down like right away to mm-hmm. stop it i'm like just because someone is mean to you you don't be mean to other people and, and then i you know also say well and they, they, they start to do this thing where they threaten you, you know, as if like, as if you need them. And I'm like, no, child, I love you. I want you to be with me, but your world doesn't revolve around you right. and I don't need you. Do you want me to drive you back to your dad right now and you, and, and you be with him forever? And she start crying. She's like, no, no, no. That, well, to. that's how, that's where I'm at right you. now. Mm-hmm. That's where I'm right now at right now with my oldest, because my oldest behavior can influence my other kids, you know? Mm-hmm. So if I tell, if I give her a boundary and she's almost 18, she, you know, and she just will attack me. And then it's not only that will she attack me, she will go to my family. She'll go to anyone that will listen. My ex-husband just go on and on and on and on about how I'm the bad guy. No, I'm not the bad guy. I'm not the bad guy. You're you're not the one doing everything for them. You're not doing, you know, completely everything for them, giving them everything they have, you know, you know, putting, putting, when you put a boundary and say, you know, you're not going to behave this way to me, 
this is what's going to happen. And she even, she didn't want to drive together, you know? So she put her other kid, her other sister at risk. She drove her car. I had, I had a feeling let's don't drive two separate cars. Not only did I just get an order to pay $3,000 a month to your dad. So I don't want to pay another $300 in gas, but like, I don't feel comfortable. And that happened that, that night, my second daughter's brand new, like I had just, it's not a brand new car, but new to her less than six months. Infinity SUV gets hit by a deer. She gets hit by a deer and she didn't have the car still. Like all the, all the places are backed up. Like it's, you know, a $3,000 fix. It's, it's a lot of, and a whole nother, you know, expense. And so, you know, other people around will do something, even her own sister um, to attack you and be like, Oh, well, we're just going to go and do this because they want to suffice the one behaving like a narcissist. Okay. Mm -hmm. She's taught, she's been taught to behave like a narcissist. She's become the narcissist, but the only thing that changes that, and we've been in the midst of a three day prayer for the justice system is God, you know, Mm -hmm. the, the Jezebel spirit, that demonic spirit, that evil witchcraft, worldly spirit of Mm -hmm. me, myself, and I, um, if I don't get what I want now, I'm going to attack you and I'm going to attack you in front around everybody else around you until I get what I want. That is not the, that is not the child there. That's a demonic spirit. That's a demonic evil. That is a, um, that is a worldly spirit that you can break in the spirit. So we have the authority of the Lord Jesus Christ to stand over all these abusers. We have the authority of the Lord Jesus Christ to stand over the court system. Mm-hmm. We can set, you know, break, with the authority of the Lord Jesus Christ, that justice will be now Mm -hmm. we call in order for justice to be. Now Mm -hmm. we command that parenting be established. Now that reality that, that these children get a a ground that they need, they get the, you know, a solid ground that they need, that they're not wavering on this, you know, sand that they just think that they can explode it. Mm -hmm. If they continue to behave this way, they're not going to ever be able to have authority they're not going to ever be able to have like a job like my, my second ex-husband has had, you know, I don't know, 24 jobs since I've known him. So they can't, you know, follow rules. They just do whatever they want. Like he's never, my second ex-husband has never owned a house. He's never had anything like that if someone else isn't on it. So like everything he's had, either I was giving to him or providing for him or his parents were providing for him or his sister was providing for him or his brother he lived with both his sister and his brother at separate times. All of those people committed him. His parents have committed him. His sister has committed him. His brother has committed him. I, I haven't even had to commit him because the police committed him or somebody else committed him because he was attacking me. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So it's the thing is, is you let these children act like this. Uh-huh. And when they get to be adults, you want to know why? Because you never parented them. You let you know, his parents let them drink and party with him. And by the time he was going to college, he was an alcoholic. Mm. That's your parents' fault. That's your parenting skills. So if you didn't say, oh, that, no, that's not okay. Oh, you don't take them to church and say, this is how you behave. And this is not how you behave. I'm not saying that kids don't make mistakes, but if you just let people do whatever they want mm. and live like the world, and say that's okay. Like literally he would go to the um, mental health hospital and come home and be drinking with his family. Mm. 
And they didn't think the drinking part was the problem. But the drinking and the drugs were the reason he was acting the way that he was. It wasn't, I'm just bipolar. Mm-hmm. That's, you know, that's an excuse. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's a mental health excuse for your drug and alcohol problem. So I, uh, I also have other nurses friend and, you know, they, they were like always kick, taking care of the kid by themselves with no help, no financial help, no, you know, no, um, no kid skills help. Like they, they don't teach them all the skills and writing and reading and the mom does it all. And right. she also lost her custody. Um, the other guy have sole custody too. And um, I think, I think of 99% of the Christian woman uh, that I talked to in church, I turn around because you know when they don't tell you until you tell them their story, and then they start, "Oh, me too," and then you're like, "Look at all these women, all wonderful, nice, loving moms, all lost their custody." Mm-hmm. Um, but the world, you know, um, don't know about it, and they think like, "Oh, lawyers cannot be that bad. The court, <laughs> the family court, cannot be that bad." And I'm like, "You don't know until you're in it," and I'm mm-hmm. glad you don't join in and put your one foot in because once you're in one foot they'll keep on dragging you in and add more stuff and Mm -hmm. then eventually they'll chop you up um that's how i feel like because Mm -hmm. first you know it just abuse pretend to be i'm like pretend to be your therapist i guess like come in to complain like and i'm like you're not my i'm not you're not the therapist to listen to my complaint okay you need to do something to to protect the child Mm -hmm. um well, instead of filing and giving evidence directly to the court, they added guardian ad litem. I didn't know that's optional, and I didn't know. I thought it was required, but turn out later, I know it's optional. And they're useless. Yes, and they, they, use and they make it worse. They make it worse because yes. they lie, and they fabricate things, and they make things worse than it is. Um, and they they just they they don't do their job. They just do their money collecting and the longer they drag it out, the more money they have. So, mm-hmm. so they would lie about the good parent because if they, they tell the truth, then they will end it all, you know, then, then the other guy was lose custody and where's their meal ticket. So, uh, so they, uh, they tell the lie eye. They pretend that there was no child endangering. <laughs> they pre- like, I even sent him the, the picture, you know, of mm-hmm. her unrestraining uh, his truck. His semi truck and all these things. Can I yeah. ask you, Lisa, how old is your ex? My ex is 14 years older than me. He's like um, 50 something. Mm-hmm. And I'm 30 somethings. And he, when I marry him, I, I look very young. And people are like, that's a sign that, you know, he is liking young person that look like 12 year old. And or um manipulative because you know mm-hmm. how we're younger we're not we, we're not as experienced and and we don't know um the law we don't know the world and it's easier to trick us so see and i've noticed a trend i talked with connie regularly this week she was on my podcast as well as uh, private detective steve thomas and the trend is these older guys are going after Hardworking professionals could be female lawyers, female doctors, and they're using them as their retirement fund. In yes. fact, when the woman calls, they'll say, wait, my my retirement account is calling. 
So, I mean, th- this should be a, a, um, yes. a lesson or a warning to all we- women and even guys. I mean, I, you know, yes. you've got that, that issue too, mm. but this has been horrible and I'm so sorry. It's serious, so I- you know, it's, it's like, so after that, they want to do, what was it called? Something parenting coordinator. And oh, I'm like, horrible. I'm not rich, you know, I'm not like surgeon, cardiology. No, I'm like just a general uh, practitioner. And, and even you, nurse practitioner, we're not rich. And then for me, we we have all these other student loans. And oh, yes. And they acted like they pull out my income and they, they don't call like, well, didn't you know, like 40% tax, <laughs> so, you know, you know, like all these things, deduction by the end, you don't have that much. Well, they can yeah. go out like you earn that much a month. You get to spend that much money. I'm like, Oh my God, I have $0 meeting $1 oh. pizza every day to, to, to pay bills. So we don't become homeless uh, um, when he was sick, you know, and we go from like four bedroom to one bedroom to a trailer and then become homeless. And I had to, um, because of his overspending, you know, because they, they they think that we're just a meal ticket, like you say, and charge everything your to your account. Um, I think the lesson I learned and teach other young women is when you marry, you have to do a credit check. Mm-hmm. Have separate accounts. Yes. Yes, and have separate account never because they but they manipulate the Bible. They're like, I'm the head of the household. Um, you know. I have to be in charge. And if I'm not in charge and we're going to have to divorce and they threaten divorce using the kid because you, you know, you, you don't want a broken home for your kid. Cause they know that a Christian, you want to keep, you know, the, the, the mm-hmm. intact and you want to keep your promise even when it hurt. Cause that's, that's the Bible verse. And so I'm like, Oh my gosh, I'm being trapped in this selfish ambition person very selfish all he does is take and he didn't want to serve jesus like he said he that's how he tricked me into marrying him is i want to serve jesus with you i want mm-hmm. to do missionary trips you know but he all pulled he the christian card i mean my yes. first ex-husband said he was a virgin too and <laughs> i don't even think that's true mm-hmm. so he said all this stuff my first mm-hmm. ex-husband and he's the the marriage that he's in now he acts like a total different person like he it's like whoever and his dad is the same way he's been married like three times and he like he keeps having these crazy different lives like based on whoever that he's trying to get at that time like oh i'm gonna be a yoga instructor now instructor now or no oh all of a sudden now i'm gonna be vegan and all of a sudden now i'm gonna be weight loss like let's lose 100 pounds and like you know like you don't even know what person he is he's been so many different people that to you know get whoever he wanted in his life and his he's become that he I don't even know who he is the person I married was not the person that he is and Mm -hmm. and that's it's like a chameleon you know like they just wear whatever they have to to get what and so they're very good at manipulation and like um to these guardian at items or to the judges or to mm-hmm. whatever. And they, they act like there's somebody. And then we look like these emotional basket cases because mm-hmm. we're responding to the abuse and they're like, uh, you know, obviously oh, even, even, without, even without emotional response. Cause I, I don't, you know, I don't do that. Right. Even me like very calm and, and it's all about facts and it, it doesn't matter if you're perfect or not. The guardian at item going to pretend that it's not happening. There's no abuse. Right. 
and that uh, that you're they're gonna label you as a crazy mom even if you're not crazy mm -hmm. that's the point and I so feel sorry this. for these people who doesn't know how to control their emotion you know like because they're being they they, they haven't learned to to do that yet right because they're 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 young mm -hmm. and then they use that against them that's the sad part and even if it's you don't react like me I don't react they still use it. They still label it. But that's just the game plan. The, right. The Everybody has the same story, right? Everybody has the same story, no matter how you respond. My second ex-husband had a guardian at Lighten multiple different times. Jay White actually deemed him in and out of competency like three times in three years to get out of criminal charges. Um, to But then acted like he was competent to have children. How do you do that when you're over the school board? How can you sit in the court and say... And when you're over DSS, child support and child welfare, how can you sit and say the abuser is the more uh, fit parent? Yep. You know, the history of criminal history is no, no, not there. Like it's like, so I was like in my uh, on my bar complaint, I was like, maybe this this GA have memory loss problem. <laughs> <laughs> Look at this picture. And I'm like, mm -hmm. has he been drinking? Maybe he's drinking. His brain is damaged because apparently, like. Hello, these are right. the one, two, three. Well, my, so my guardian at Lightham, I recorded the whole conversation. He had one conversation with me. One. Okay. I recorded the whole conversation. The whole entire conversation, he tells me the judge is against me. Everybody's against me. They all think this, this, and this about me. He's verbally, he's attacking me. So, you know, the minute he, um, and I sent that to him, well, it was a consent order. It was a consent order. The judge didn't even order it. My lawyer ordered it. Okay. My order, lawyer ordered the guardian at litem. My lawyer, lawyer signed up for supervised visitation while they investigated what happened. My kid already had told the police that wasn't what his, what his stepmother called out and lied about wasn't true. So it should have been ended right then. Okay. Mm -hmm. It should have been ended right then. It was the kid three kids down that they said that kid wasn't even in the room said that that kid said what she said was true. That kid wasn't even there. She wasn't mm -hmm. even in the room. She wasn't even existing there. So, so when they say your daughter said this, your daughter said this, it wasn't even the right daughter. It was the, <sighs> I have six kids. Mm -hmm. So yes. they, you they, know, they, play that a lot. they uh -huh. twist the words. Oh yes, they do. Oh, this is not even like twisting is benign, you know. Mm -hmm. This is a blatantly opposite of what you say. Mm -hmm. Like if you say I love my mom, they'll be like I hate my mom. That's why they call my daughter. They say I, they they took my daughter away and they felt like, oh, she told me that you did these horrible, crazy things like that I should be in jail for. And she also told me that she hates you and she loves her dad only and she never wants to see you again is exactly opposite of what she wrote in her diary. Because mm -hmm. in her diary, like I'm scared of you and my dad. I I, I don't want I pray every night. I don't want to see him again because why does he scream and yell and beats me? You know, like all these disclosure mm -hmm. and why does you know like he does this and that and and, and yet here they are misquoting like corruption corruption lying fabricating things mm -hmm. um, to to hurt kids i feel like their calling is not to help kids but to hurt the kids mm -hmm. um and, and and to in the end to get money 
that uh, and so yes, the guardian the say, all, all of us victims are all mm-hmm. our working woman nurses providers mm-hmm. hardworking woman but if we were like lazy sit around does nothing no ambition mm-hmm. or we you know if we start doing drugs and drinking alcohol then they no. will leave us alone and they will give us our kids back and we will have full custody and the thing is That's i crazy. think these courts are doing this to create personality disorders in our children mm-hmm. right it's that way they can continue the wheel of family court because when those kids grow up they'll be in family court yeah at some point yes and the same thing with juvenile court you know like all these corrupt judges that put kids in jail for money mm-hmm. they started this cycle of family court so that they can have crazy kids or uh, you know like they have to act out or to protect themselves they have to mm-hmm. do crimes to run away right and then they or they they don't have their the abuser don't give them candy or food and then they stealing and then and then they're in jail so that their money keep on going you know in the jail system mm-hmm. so it's all a wicked scheme and, and people you know they they have grew up so um I guess isolated and also the media suppressed they don't let any because we call we say we need to tell this to the world and and I have multiple mom also called the media, the, the mainstream, and they always ignore and turn us down. And then they don't, don't want to pick up the story because if everyone know, then it will end all their meals ticket. <laughs> well, we have a friend, Jackie Kent, that's been all over the news. I think she's had four or five news coverages and she they have videos like he was smoking pot with the kid mm-hmm. in the car. The kid tested pot positive for for mm-hmm. pot and um like the all the stuff and the judge is like oh we're not using the evidence like and they're not using the evidence they? how dare they and that's that's a what a two year old three year old child and she has less custody than he does she has every other weekend and she's paying him child support mm-hmm. you know like and he's the he's the abuser he's the drug addict. He's, you know, it's because they want you to shut up. They want you to stop complaining if you just be quiet. So that's what your kids start saying to you. Mm-hmm. So my guardian at Lightham, Benjamin Balkum, got on stand and was like, two of your older four kids. That's not true. Live- that's not true. Because I was quiet and I stopped. I don't, you know, after I realized and then they're about to add a custody evaluator. I'm like, I don't have money. I'm sorry. And I'm tired of this. I'm just going to go live with my abuse. You know, I'm like, Grace, you're just going to pray God to to somehow, you know, we keep on praying for daddy to change, but he hasn't changed for five, seven years now. But, you know, then you, we're just going to pray somehow God intervene. Mm-hmm. I, I was quiet. And you know what they do? They pull you back in. And you know how? Yeah. They falsify witness. They call in CPS, uh, the, the felon, you know, like the one that have criminal record um, and they pay her off properly or her friend mm-hmm. because she's had bankruptcy. So, duh. And, and then they get up, come to your house and then lie about your house, like completely lying. Like there's nothing in my house for the baby boy. And like, mm-hmm. <laughs> or, or then say that, you know, like I was saying earlier, Grace told her that she's scared mom never want to see her again while we have all these evidence of videos of me and her hanging out and, and the whole neighbor knows about how we have so much fun and um in the churches but yeah sure 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 they drag you in by conjuring up a criminal 
in a position of power, caseworker, uh, who doesn't have, you know, people mistake, did you know that DHS CPS social worker? That's the wrong label. None of them are social worker. They are case yeah. because yeah, they're not, they don't even so have much. a social worker degree. They don't oh, have a degree to be all. a social worker. Nope, they just they, they play the social worker position, but, but some of them don't. don't even have that any like even basic education. Correct. So the problem is is you record them. You record. If they're in your house, you record them. You record everything they say. You record everything they do because that's what's gotten me the second time because they tried to do all that to me. They they tried to open a fake DSS case. They tried to do all that stuff to me six months later, like six months later, because I said to this guardian at Lightham, I never consent. I didn't know this was consented. I'm not paying you $200 an hour. My first ex, I mean, my second ex-husband had his own guardian at litem that was ordered by the court. They, he was done and that guardian at litem was done in six weeks. Never were, never read his mental health records, never read his criminal records, never did anything, had a conversation with him, closed it out and said he was, he, that he shouldn't have his rights terminated. Okay. Had a conversation with him, did not look into anything else. Okay. Six weeks, it was closed. So mm-hmm. six months later, my Benjamin Balkum has never even had a conversation with me because I'm emailing, calling, emailing, calling, asking him to have a conversation with me, asking him to do his job because mm-hmm. we were, I was supposed to get my kids back the night before I'm supposed to get my kids back at, at four 59 before we're supposed to have court the next day that he, he finally contacts me and says, Oh, I, um, you know, I need to make a me- make a meeting. They intentionally don't do their job knowing mm-hmm. court is then keep delaying it, keep delaying it. And then mm-hmm. in court, I didn't even know they, that the guardian at Leiden was consented to that. The supervised visitation was consented to. This is the second time it happened to me in a total different County. And my lawyer knew that I would never agree to that. Right. And so oh, why would I consent my daughter to be given to my abuser that I asked for a protective order to begin mm-hmm. with? And that, uh, that I, I agreed that I am guilty of things that I didn't do mm-hmm. that and that day that he waited you know till the night before one minute before five o'clock to contact me on like this it started in February this was like June to I should have gotten my kids back um he's he literally on that day, my lawyer tried to sign me up for a uh, um, reunification therapist. I'm like, I haven't even not seen my kids like mm-hmm. I've been seeing my kids every week. I have the other four. I'm not signing up for that. Mm-hmm. And I literally, that was when I said in open court, I didn't know this guardian at Lighting was consented to. I never consented to this. I never consented to supervised visitation. This should have never been consented to. I'm not paying him $200 an mm-hmm. hour. I was, I, I was told that you were get the judge. If the judge orders a guardian at Lighting, if it's not consented to the court pays for it. Okay. Just like, this guardian at litem that my ex-husband had for six weeks, if the court is paying for it, they're done in six weeks. Mm-hmm. Okay. They don't wait six months to start their job and still giving you a $200 an hour bill for reading your emails. Mm-hmm. They made me pay. They made me pay these, these people for emailing them like $3,000, for reading my emails. And they're like, how many emails did she write in two years? Right. Mm-hmm. Six emails. The other, the guardian at litem was like 10 emails. I have to pay these, I had to pay these people 
They told they told us that it's 50-50, right? You know, whoever called the guardian at light, I'm supposed to pay. Well, they lie to you until you pay everything. You see the bill, yeah. And then they ask for the bill and they won't give it. And then you have to do a, a bar, Oklahoma bar complaint. And then and then finally you get the bill. And guess what? You look at it like, what the you are paying for the X to talk to the GAL and you pay for the opposing counsel to talk to the 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 GAL when you're not even there. So all these times like they're building under you without telling you. Yeah, it's pure and how corrupt that like that is. So my own lawyer It's like paying just... for someone to rape you. Yeah. It's like I'll stab you in the back. And I'm like, why why would I pay for for you to talk bad about me and roll down whatever made up stuff? um about me you know but mm -hmm. that's that's what they do so they keep on adding people and then when you stop step away and you're like i um you know i got laid off i don't have money anymore and you step away they, they want to pull you back in because they're thinking like all oh, this whole year she probably have money by now and, and create drama and hurting your kid and, and my child is in danger every day she could be choked to death because he strangulated his pets now from anger escalation and he you know and you all know strangulation of pets is a step up from uh, the next risk is homicide and she could die and i'm like if she died that's on your heads all of you my ex threatened to choke me out and kill me in front of five officers and a judge five officers and a judge okay five mm -hmm. officers and a judge were in there that same judge is my custody judge and let him have unsupervised driving during the day. And you know what else is 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 bad, sad is if you, if someone call because I know this you know uh, from story from my friend. Um, so her kids was court damped by uh, CPS and sheriff deputy in Oklahoma. Her two kids, and um, so when they when when you or moms call in for help with the FBI. She said they didn't help her at all. They didn't even take her story uh, seriously, you know, mm -hmm. and and guess when when they're talking on the phone with them and you try to tell them story, they would cut you off. They wouldn't even let you tell the story. They'd be like, number one, what's your name? No, two. Like they, they take contact. I'm like, no, no, no. I don't want to hear about that. They, they you would, have to go and person. shut up. Like, no, no, no. Don't tell me. No, just answer these questions. Right. They would stop you. And then mm -hmm. when you start like over talking them, like, no, I need to say this so that it's recorded in the FBI line, guess mm -hmm. what? They're screaming. They're going to scream and match your voice so that your voice cannot be heard of the horrific things done to the child or there's a child trafficking ring somewhere and they would like scream at you matching and then they hang up on you. Mm -hmm. That's how corrupt it is. And that's the uh, freaking FBI uh, operator. Well, there is a website called childabusivejudges.com. Well, and um, you can add your judge and attorneys. And the man who's running it is a friend of mine, Kenneth Gottfried. He takes all these complaints to the FBI every week. They're not doing anything. Exactly. And he has compiled 330 plus judges that people have given him info on. And they don't want to hear about child psychological abuse. And or, they, or sexual abuse. They don't want to hear that, about yeah, sexual abuse. Yeah, because that 
let that's supposed to be handled in the court. So why would they get involved? But they don't, like you said, child trafficking rings. Mm-hmm. So my the same judge that um, Judge Nathaniel Knutes that sat on stand and you know he threatened to kill me on stand. Um, he did write in my court order that he cannot molest my children. He did write that in the court order yeah, because my my daughter was say, acting I promise out. You, my 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 uh, the court orders the conduct order is say he uh, the the ex say I promise not to sleep naked with. Oh my gosh! Yeah, it's like as uh, to this to not go to trial. Uh, uh, a couple of years ago, uh, they do they promise that it's in there, and the guardian at Lightham just like, oh, that's normal, and he pretended <sighs> it never happened, like as if it's never happened. Like, oh, it's okay, you know. And and what else they do? So they they pretend to and they drag on more people. And then the therapeutic visit, they forbid you from saying anything. They're like, you cannot ask if how she's doing, if she's been. Uh, abused you cannot ask about what's going on in the other house and if you do we will shut it down mm-hmm. you will never get to see your kid again and then you have to pay like a couple like you say a couple hundreds an hour to to see your child and, and some mom they even shut that down too like you couldn't even see the child and and so it's not really therapeutic <laughs> because there's no, no therapy going on you, ha- you having to pay to see your child and then you have to pay child support that's extortion and yeah. that's what what did you call in the beginning marianne where they're keeping the child from you so they can you you don't have to pay child support custodial interference right so my i i come to find out my ex-husband will let my older kids like drive over to my house like a couple weeks before court just in and out of my house like or around the time we're about to go talk to somebody, all of a sudden they can come over every day. And then, you know, right now that court is over, now that he has a child support order, they're not allowed to come over except for exactly the minutes and exactly the seconds. But yet he wants more time. Like, oh, we're going to the beach on your weekend. Oh, no, you're not, you know. So it's the crazy thing is, is like they do it right before court. But in court, he tries to act like, oh, he just sponsors whatever relationship that for with my kids. No, he has no sponsor of the relationships. I show up to all my kids' sporting events. I show up to all my kids' stuff. He doesn't because he's working or whatever. Like, I have my own schedule. So I can go in the morning, and I'm usually done in the afternoon because, you know, most half of our half of our day is charting, right? So I actually have someone helping me chart now. So, like that is cuts up a lot of time so I can be there with the kids in the afternoon at evening. Cause for like three years, I would go do my kids stuff in the afternoon. Once I got off, you know, out of school, all the sporting events, all the afternoon events, dinner, getting to bed. Then I would start charting at like eight o'clock at night till one o'clock in the morning every night. And I did it for almost three years and then just get back up and start again at six o'clock in the morning. So it, dealing with, you know, an abusive person, Mm-hmm. that didn't let you chart or didn't let you like do that kind of stuff, like come in and out of the room, like drunk, screaming, cussing you out. Um, you know, even my sister lived with me at the time and she tried to help me and she, she, her and I both would be in tears. Cause we're like, how can we even get this done? Because he won't stop screaming and he won't just, cause it would always get worse when the kids would, kids would go to bed and the alcohol would, you know, increase. Right, imagine you're an adult and you don't even know how to deal with it. And imagine you're a kid and your brain hasn't developed yet. Mm-hmm. And how can you, how can you protect yourself? How can you even 
these poor kids. I know. Yeah. And and the other thing is uh, people like say, oh, you don't do enough. That's another false accusation for the moms. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know, because we, we me and um, Amy are very um, driven, right? And mm -hmm. we, we don't mind staying up late and filling all these complaints and paperwork, right? And mm -hmm. we do everything already, like Attorney General, uh, Oklahoma, like a bar complaint. Like you, you every single checkbox I call, mm -hmm. you did all of them. But imagine like a mom, a poor mom who who, who couldn't be as driven. They, they didn't get to do all of them. And they're like, it's your fault. Your kid is due there because you didn't do all this checkbox. And, and, and we're here at the end. We're telling you, even if you do all the checkboxes, it will not be in your favor because the court system is set against loving mom mm -hmm. and against uh, children. They do not want children happy. They do not want children to be safe. Not at all. Not even safety. They don't care. And then the people need to hear that message and realize it. It is not that you don't do enough. It's a lie. And it's a lie that you're crazy because I'm over here on the witness stand. We have, we even have like two, three providers, neighbors. They all say, well, we know Lynn all her life. She's not crazy. You know, um, she's not mentally ill. And even my doctor wrote a note that I'm not mentally ill because mm -hmm. he, he's the primary care. He can diagnose people with illnesses. Right. Mm -hmm. And here it is, the, the guardian at Lydum and the caseworker dumped person I couldn't even graduate college okay they label me <laughs> mentally ill okay and I'm not I have all mm -hmm. these evidence right witnesses mm -hmm. expert witness because they're not expert witness they, they don't have a psych degree they don't have medical degree to diagnose and yet they don't care and they still say I'm mentally ill and they I will not be allowed to see my kid until I took a psych eval okay think about that think about that moms all of you moms even a you have evidence that you're not crazy. But you can pay them child support. You could. Yeah. You can't right. see them. You can pay them money because you're so crazy. You can. You can pay them money. <laughs> yes, you're so crazy that you need to be locked up in the mental institute. But yet we expect you to full have a full, uh, like you know, like provider's salary as if you're like a surgeon or like a cardiologist or radiologist mm -hmm. or things like that, and inflated your income. <laughs> and yet that, you're mentally ill right and you shouldn't be with your kid at all and you're so unsafe that that you 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 have to have a third person there make sure that there's no no harm done to your child immediate danger and yet you're allowed to be around other people's children the 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 clinic's children you know mm -hmm. but that's the lie and people need to realize it's the victim shaming Yes, it's the same path as if like a rape victim, like getting oh, raped because you're dressed flatly, uh, or uh, oh, and guess what? When you talk to these people, this is the trick. They always ask you this: Why did you think this happened to you and not other moms? They always, you will notice, they will ask you that question. You know, the FBI, the Attorney General. It doesn't matter. That's the freaking phrase that they're gonna use. Why? So mm -hmm. you start doubting yourself, and you think like maybe it's just me. Well, but you know what I tell them is it, it happened because the greed of money. That's the greed. answer I tell yep. them. I say, Jesus say the love of money is the root of all evil. And, right. and then I, I even told them, if you turn the blind eye to this, then it's on you because mm -hmm. I have presented it to you and you could save a child and you chose not to. And, and I always tell that to whoever I'm reporting to. Then God, when, when on judgment day, when I, you will see my face and you see my child's face. And you will be found guilty and mm -hmm. there'll be no mercy for you. 
Mm-hmm. That's what I say. Yes. I mean, I had an abusive caseworker scream at me for two and a half hours on two different days. And she first started off screaming. You should have recorded her. Well, yeah, it's (laughs) like, um, I was like, yeah, well, I, I had my husband in the room, so I have a witness, but she was screaming, do you hate your ex more than you love your kids? I'm like, wait a minute. What? I can't even comprehend what you're saying what does that mean i'm like i just because it's like you burst into my home with your pleather cowboy boots and now you're screaming at me for two and a half hours and then you leave and then what she also did was call me at work here i was working in the er and i had four very sick patients they were icu they they were all going to icu and she calls me up and i said well when is it going to be indicated for emotional child abuse. And she screamed at me on the phone, it'll be indicated when I tell you. And I just hung up the phone because it's like, how dare you call and upset me at work when I have very sick patients to take care of? Mm-hmm. Out of control. These people, the this child predatory services are out of control and they need to be abolished as well as family court. Jay White's going to lose his license. Mm-hmm. There's, I'm not the only one. I mean, he's kidnapping other people's children. He's all over the news for like three different, total different things right now, you know, like criminal stuff, taking um, people's kids without, uh, you know, without warrant to take their kids. The same thing. He's over DSS signing the thing, putting people on gr- in group homes and he's trying to put people in group homes. He's trying to put kids in um, foster care and all that stuff. So if he can, he's trying on December, they're trying on December 19th and December 22nd um, to put me in jail and kidnap my whole, all my six kids. So, you know, what would Jay White do with my kids? Because they can't go to his dad. They can't go to their dad. They can't go to their, their, um, their grandparents because the grandparents do are not safe. They're not safe supervisors. Mm-hmm. Um, if if he were to cut me up into a hundred million, pe- uh, you like hundred pieces, they would bury me in the backyard and keep it quiet. Okay, mm-hmm. so they're not safe. They're not safe. They are the reason he's an abuser is because they enable him to abuse. Okay, mm-hmm. so they're not safe for my children. They're not safe for my. Um, they 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 don't even care about my children's safety because. Um, they were supposed to have 24 hour around the clock supervised visitation and, you know, same kind of thing. Like, like, why are you rubbing my daughter's back? Why are, why is my daughter acting out sexually inappropriately? Um, why is this stuff happening? If you're 24 hours around the clock, two supervisors, okay. Two kids, two supervisors, 24 hour around the clock watching them. Okay. Then why is this kind of stuff happening? Mm-hmm. And instead of punishing and moving back and saying, okay, yeah, we don't need to have overnights. What she said is like, he doesn't need to be driving them. We don't need to have overnights. They, they gave them him more time. Mm-hmm. They gave him full weekends. And, but yet wrote in the court order, do not molest the children. That is sick. Did, was he ever on the witness stand, Amy? Yeah. I mean, he on the witness stand, he was said he was going to kill me. On the witness stand in front of five officers and a judge, the same judge, Judge Knutes, the same judge that wrote the order that said he could have unsupervised during the day, but a supervised overnights, the same judge, 
I have all the recordings. I have all of them. Yeah, and then you know, and when um the even when you have recording, they they alter the transcript. They do, they but do. I have my I one recording my that he cannot alter of that, and they think they have all of them. They, but my sister, you know, he also threatened to kill her, and he had a criminal um conviction against her also. So my sister had her own copy. So I had, they thought that they took my copy for court because my, my lawyer had a copy. I had a copy. He thought, oh, I need to take your copy for court. And I said, well, you know, I would never give you my last copy of anything. Never give you my last copy of anything. And I have another copy. My sister has that copy. And I'm showing you right now because this is my sister's copy, but it's my copy. And I'm going to get another one and see if it's changed. Okay. Mm -hmm. So you cannot deny that he sat on stand and said that. And the, the bailiff took me outside. And after this was a year later. Okay. So I got a restraining order when he threatened to kill me on stand a year later, Jay white was his lawyer. He was not, he didn't have a lawyer the first time and they didn't renew my restraining order. He sat on stand and said he was going to kill me. In front of the judge, okay? They didn't renew my restraining order. It was a different judge, okay? But Oh, and, and guess and a what? Different the judge, lawyer. It the should judge have been the same judge. Die. The judge wants you to die as a mom because even for me, like domestic violence and I'm a provider, I don't want people to know where I live. And I put, you know, I had put my, uh, my address on my filing, like the address to my workplace, my public address. She keep purposely when she sent the order, she purposely put my private address. And I am like reiteration of address change. I say this is my address when I enter entry or pro se. This is my address. I put down the address of my workplace. And she intentionally put your home address. So it's not yeah, well, like, I wouldn't it's want not it, innocent. I wouldn't it's malicious want it intent that wanting out the mom to be killed, to be uh to be maimed, to be, you know, abused, stalked, harassed. It's blatant corruption of the judges. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's not even like, oh, whoops, I make a mistake. Because if you made a mistake, I, I correct you and I, I send you a motion. But she she's so corrupt that she denied every single motion without hearing. She's like, this is my discretion. No, no hearing. All these motions after the child support. You know, I yeah. did a lot of praying during my case. And I said, dear God, remove these people out of my life. Yes. Me so too. God did. He removed the judge because the judge died. Yes. So that's what the Bible say. You know, like, don't you know that tonight your life will be snuffed out mm -hmm. when you do these crime? I forgot what exact verse, but it was like about the greedy someone in authority. Mm -hmm. And then and then the 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 Lord, uh, the next verse, say, and, and that very night his life was snuffed out. Mm hmm. And then the one attorney that represented me, you know, I saw him aging before my eyes when I'd run into him at the courthouse. But, you know, God dealt with him, too. He gave him a massive heart attack and he dropped dead. Exactly. So God is very powerful. I don't know if these people realize this that are very godless, taking children away from good fit parents. I mean, I don't mind if they take it away for greed and then they gave it to someone saved, then I will less worry, you know, and, and less crime for the child and less grievous to the Lord. But the fact that they purposely give you out children to sexual predators, sexual groomers or abuser, child beater and risk of being homicide killed, that is a grievous to the Lord. 
mm-hmm. and, and and the Lord say, you know, vengeance is mine, and that mm-hmm. he fight for the children and the widows. He mm-hmm. does, you know, the voiceless, and and they they have to pay their crime. And Lynn, that's why we have strength. That's why you and I have strength, and that's why we have the strength to keep fighting and to keep going. Is because you and I are very strong in our faith, and we're strong in our you know, worship when we're strong in our word. And we like in the, in the midst of, I know my God, like, I know my justice is now there's a, there's an exposure time right now. Mm -hmm. And it's not, it's not just with us. It's everywhere. It's right now. The exposure time Mm -hmm. is so great. The exposure time is now. And the justice is right around the corner where these men are going to go to jail for what they've been doing for to us. These men are going to have to pay the consequences for what they've been doing to this. I've already had prophetic people tell me that both of my ex-husbands were going to have only nothing but supervised visitation. I've had prophetic people that don't even know what I'm going through. Didn't even know I had two ex-husbands. Didn't mm-hmm. even know my kids were taken. And, you know, like right now I have custody of my um, five, well, really six of them, but my oldest is not coming to my house because I've told her she, she needs to stay at her dad's if she doesn't want to have rules. Mm-hmm. And she thinks because she turns 18 in a couple of weeks that she can come back to our, ha- to the house and be an adult. But I mean, I even have a, uh, you know, another close friend that her 20 year old child, you know, had issues with him like weeks, you know, before or years before, then decided to come back and live with her in a three week period of time was complete horrible hell for her. Right. Mm-hmm. And she had to kick him out again because he still doesn't think he has to follow rules. Mm-hmm. Kids think that once they change to an adult, they get to do whatever they want. It doesn't matter that you're paying for them to live. It doesn't matter that you're paying for their car. It doesn't matter that you're paying for everything for them. They think that they get to do what they want to do because they're an adult. Mm-hmm. And that, that, um, whole sit the in the school system is teaching that and mm-hmm. the I even I gave you that example last time about the school teacher system I think even the counselors are saying oh, yeah. you can do whatever you want to do mm-hmm. you get to make your own choices you do whatever you want to do the counselors are teaching them how to be a narcissist because if you're going to counseling for two years and you're getting worse <laughs> then something is wrong with that counselor Something is truly wrong with that counselor. Oh. First, I would never send my kids to a counselor that don't have God, right? Mm-hmm. So there's a godless world. And if this counselor doesn't have God, they do not need to be speaking to my kids because mm-hmm. they're teaching them of the world. They're not teaching them of how they're supposed to behave. And so just like you said, your judge died and your and your lawyer had a heart attack. They're teaching my kids how to die. Mm-hmm. Okay. They're mm-hmm. teaching my kids how to die. They're mm-hmm. not teaching my kids how to live. And I, we will, uh, you will live and you will not die. You are the daughter of the most high King. You are the head and not the tail. You will walk in the righteousness of Jesus Christ. You will not walk with the war world. I have the authority as your mother. You will, you know, mm-hmm. you have to speak that into your kids' lives because you have the authority over them. Even if they're 20 years old, mm-hmm. it doesn't matter. Like, right. it doesn't matter. You don't get to be 18 and then decide that you know what to do. And I know like some parents are happy to get their kids back and, you know, they'll let them do whatever just so they don't have any, you know, backlash with them or they won't discipline them because they're just so happy to get them back. And you've got to still be a parent. Yeah. You've still got to be the parent and discipline them when they do something wrong. (laughs) (laughs) 
and you know uh you were talking about um i was feeling when they even when they come back and they're broken and, and then you have to be their healer again mm-hmm. um so talking about the healer like i noticed it like it's sad because the they're attacking all these nurses and providers right mm-hmm. and 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 we care so much and yet we return with wickedness so god said if you return good with evil evil will never leave your house okay and that's mm-hmm. the they are returning the good of nurses and doctors that work to death to 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 heal them to to save their lives and they return with us with torment mm-hmm. abusing of our kids well guess what we're so stressed out that we can't even eventually like we're so blocked out with all these legal crap and lawyer and like, broken and and bank you know like no money left right borrowing money left and right that that, that will be disabled like cannot right. work anymore right eventually mm-hmm. that's what happened to a lot of nurses among well then your population of nurses and doctors is going to go down and here you are complaining about you we don't have enough doctors we don't have nurses we we don't we have shortage of things the shortage is created by the freaking legal system right they, they keep on suing left and right from for for malpractice that is not if some majority of them is fake and not even true. There are a few cases that are true, and then they attack us in family court, and they disable. And then so stop complaining about the shortage of nurses and doctors. Yeah. It's on you, judges and and lawyers, and mm-hmm. and you wonder why your healthcare is so bad, right? And why so your health gonna I go down? I have a down. good story. It's because the- you started. Mm-hmm. With a lawyer. So Donna Johnson is now my current first ex-husband, um, Matthew Bledsoe's lawyer, which was, you know, given over by Jay White. Jay White's still touching and going when he's ordered not to even be on his case. Mm-hmm. So Donna Johnson used to be a judge and then she dropped out and was a lawyer. So someone had given me her name a while back. Well, I went to her to consult to get a, you know, paid the $250, whatever, sat down. And I remember the only thing she wrote down on her page was the name of my first ex-husband, Matthew Bledsoe. And I was going to be get, get divorced from my second ex-husband, Brad Urban. Mm-hmm. She wrote down Matthew Bledsoe's name on her, on her paper because I had said that his family were multimillionaires. That's all she wrote down on her paper. Mm-hmm. And she literally told me that she would not, because I was starting to cry while I was telling my story, she said she wouldn't take my case because... I couldn't like if if I can't stop crying by now, then she can't represent somebody like me. And I said, you have no heart like you have no. She even told me that the reason why she was working less and became a lawyer instead of a judge or whatever was because her mother was in a nursing home. I said, well, I have nursing homes full of patients like I take care of them. I let them call me 24 seven day, night, weekends, these these homes and call me when you know, I'm sitting at the thanksgiving table and they're ringing the ringing my phone i let them call me an emergency and all the time she can't even handle her one her one family member in a home that she's not even with her 24 7 okay somebody else is they're taking care of her you're not having to do that so why do you have to cut down to it's like putting your kid it's like putting your kid in daycare and saying i have to sit at home or work less because my kids are in daycare. That doesn't make sense. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, they just lie. They manipulate, they steal, they, they write down the people's name that they're going to know they're going to make money off of. 
And they're like, oh, you have a multimillionaire against you? When that multimillionaire, when I get an opportunity to represent him, I'll do that. But uh, I'm not going to help you. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it's all about money. Yeah. But I'm, and people I'm ask, like, how can how can the ex who is poor, you know, because they all like saying maybe because you're not you're not millionaire, so you're not winning. Uh, but it's not true. It's all about the abuser winning because mm -hmm. um, they know that you will protect child to protect the child, and you know the relatives, the grandparents, whatever, whoever keep on dumping money to help. That's why they they stage it this way. And, and because my ex, uh, I'm like, people are like, how can he even survive all these legal fees mm -hmm. all these years, right? Having no money. Well, well, people don't know it, but they, uh, when I did discovery, I saw, uh, not me, but my, my past lawyers, uh, discovery for bank statements from his, his bank, $50 a month for legal fees for the rest of his life how can you win against that oh, even if you're God. a millionaire 50 a month so i'm like well how do they make this money so uh, and there's a little investigation about the people that did it you know and they told me this is how they did it so behind the, the poor person's 50 a month and then the other opposing counsel our you know my counsel or your counsel whoever's paying so they I think they get reimbursement from they the give state. A cut. They give a cut to this other guy. Mm -hmm. They give a cut. They get they reimbursement. The state is paying yeah. them to to represent the um the poor. Oh, this, no, he hired you this get one. reimbursement he for that. You get reimbursement for that. So say that person is only paying fifty dollars of their fifty thousand dollar bill. They can write that off on their taxes. Oh, I didn't know. Even so, though it's not a pro bono, it wasn't a pro bono case. This is like an actual hired. Well, you even they if they're not paying it, they can write it off on their taxes. So mm -hmm. say, oh, wow. say, say even like Medicaid and Medicare, say there's a $300 charge for like a doctor visit. Right. And we only get like, they only pay our office, what, like $80. Right. And the rest of that money is all written off on taxes. Okay, oh, I don't get that right. They can do that for lawyers, but too. the office, the office is supposed to get a write off for that rest of that money that didn't get paid. Mm -hmm. So I don't, I don't get a write off, which you know I should, probably should because I am a partner. But um, they, um, that's the office gets a write off for the rest of that money. So the that's what is happening with these lawyers, and they're mm -hmm. double dipping. Like so, my ex husband, the second ex husband, he was. Jay White was a paid for by the state to be his lawyer because termination of parental rights, you get a free lawyer, right? Mm -hmm. um, or you get paid for by the state. It, the state pays for it. Well, they still tried to pay, make me pay his um, lawyer fees. Um, so he actually had two different bills. He had one like $16,000 $16, and something, one $15,000 and something bill. And they ordered me to pay one of them, but not the other one. Because I did, I did say, well, he's already charged the state. Like he got, he was a state lawyer to represent him. But then you want me to pay his lawyer fees on top of, he was already probably gone to the state and got money from him, you know, mm -hmm. because he was his state lawyer. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I'm not. Mm -mm. No. So it's not about money. Cause people are like, well, uh, you know, if you have enough money, you win. I'm like, that's no. a lie. No. You need to stop it because even if you're a millionaire, it doesn't matter. It will never end. This torment and abusive system of kids with the intent, malicious intent to hurt women and children, the good ones, or yeah. to hurt 
a few good men that's intended yeah. to hurt good people to promote uh, injustice. Mm. That's what it is. And and just this don't victim blaming, stop victim blaming. And, you know, I want to encourage the moms out there, like, even if you're perfect, like, nothing, it doesn't matter. It's not because of you that you lost your child and they made it, they, they, they lie to you mm-hmm. and they're like, oh, your past, you know, because I know some mom that have some blemish in their record, like they used to drink alcohol when they were younger or whatever, and they use it against them and take away their kids mm-hmm. and or saying that you're crazy, you don't deserve your kids. Even crazy people doesn't mean that you're not fit for parents. Mm-hmm. There's so many crazy people out there that I, I diagnosed and, and they're on like, you know, psych meds. And they still have their children. So mm-hmm. that's that's also another lie. Mm-hmm. And that's the thing is like, I don't take any, uh, that was my, uh, so I did tell you before that I was put in jail for not in Mecklenburg County for not doing enough psych evaluations, even though I did all the psych evaluations. And then they were trying to, again, do this exact same thing, put me in jail in Cabarrus County for not doing psych evaluations. I had two psychiatrists evaluate me and they said, oh, she tried to do it. I'm not going to put her in jail. But um, she didn't do what the order said. The psychiatrist had the order. It had They had the order. They're a psychiatrist. It says an assessment, a comprehensive assessment. Do you think a psychiatrist does not know what an assessment is? Do you think a psychiatrist does not know what their job but the is? Court, but the court apparently is a master of psychiatry and a master of uh, a medical degree because they diagnose like medical mm-hmm. abuse by the mom all the time with the stupid Munchausen and I'm like I'm over here I know Munchausen can we doctor we document it and if it's not in the chart caseworker cannot freaking diagnose and they use that to take away kids mm-hmm. Munchausen mm. well did, I, you know. I'd like to have you guys back on again in the near future so hopefully <laughs> neither of us before this we're praying right now we're calling out for justice and we're demanding justice here before even Christmas that we neither of us are put in jail the orders for us to pay all this crazy amount of money stops right now in Jesus name and that we have sole custody of all of our children Mm -hmm. and we command justice now any FBI agent listening any lawyer listening any person that's seeking justice anybody that is you know gonna do a class action lawsuit we're on excellent hey don't don't jump off Slam the Gavel is a podcast to help the public understand what really goes on in these family courtrooms. I'm your host, Marianne Petrie, author of Dismantling Family Court Corruption, Why Taking the Kids Was Not Enough, and Cry Out for Justice, Poems of Truth. Please join us again with Amy and Lisa here in the future and uh, other exciting guests. Thank you so much for popping on. Thank you for your time. Thank you. Thank you.